Hello and welcome to Love Signals, where we explore all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Welcome back everybody, this is episode 56, and as I go deeper and deeper into my faith of Christianity, I'm so struck by how that intro um, feels beautiful and potentially a little incomplete. As this journey continues, love signals feels like more and more it's really about looking for and and learning, discovering the ways that God is sending signals to us and through us, knocking on the doors of our hearts saying, hey, I'm here. I want to be part of your life if you choose to open to me. And this idea of choice is so vital to the Christian faith. And that's something I've been thinking about a lot over the past few days. And it's something that stands out to me when people quickly summarize what Christianity is, which I'm still uh, getting getting better and better out of. You know, basically, you know, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He was born, he lived, and he died for all of us. He died for all of our sins so that we could be freed from them simply by believing in him. So we are, we are forgiven. We are made whole through giving our hearts and our, and, and opening ourselves to Jesus Christ. And in doing that, we get to receive the gifts of his love as well as an eternity spent with him and God, right? And him as God, right? In in heaven. So <laughs> the important thing with that though, is that you have free choice. Everybody has free choice. This is a beautiful thing about God as, as his word is stated in the Bible, is that he cares about free will. He cares about choice. He doesn't want to force us to love him or force us to worship him. He gives us free choice. And in that, there's true love. Because you can't force somebody to love you, right? You can't force somebody (laughs) to wholeheartedly care. They have to choose to do that. They have to choose to do that. And moreover, right, if, if people are choosing to follow Christianity, I, th- I think sometimes there's this view of, oh, you're Christian because you're afraid. You're afraid of hell. You're afraid of damnation or whatever all that. Uh, I, I honestly don't even know what all the <laughs> statements might be. But I think there can be this mis- misunderstanding. I, I think there's ways I had this before I was Christian when I would see other Christians and be like, oh, they're just doing it because they're afraid. They're doing all this, all these activities, all these, you know, whatever it is, they're, they're saying the words, they're doing the things because they're afraid. It is not a faith motivated by love. It is a faith motivated by fear. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And it makes sense to me that that type of deceptive that type of deception, that lie is out there because darkness, evil, whatnot, 
wants to keep us ensnared, right? Wants to control us. And so of course it will skew what we're seeing and, um, and potentially close our hearts to seeing it clearly. But my experience through my many uh, doubts and, and many moments of wrestling with, I just don't know. I just don't know about this whole Christianity thing. It gave way to such, such beautiful clarity. Like I described in, um, I believe it was episode 54. Yes. Where I really talked about like, oh, I'm safe now. And ah, this is amazing. And I described this experience of feeling like my whole life, I was only getting just the whispers and glimpses of what I thought was love. I was, I was seeing the beauty of like, I compared it to like a beautiful landscape that's just idyllic, right? And the mountains with the sun and the wildflowers and everything's just like full of his glory and, and well-being and all of that. And that I'd live, I felt like I'd lived all my life just getting glimpses of it. And then all at once I... I chose to turn the the knob, to turn the handle on that door and open the door and walk through it. And I just felt this wave of of love and peace and and the wonder, the true awe of receiving the fullness of the reality of Christ and his love. And it's um, I can still get kind of emotional as I talk about it. I feel the potency of it. And so choice, right? Choice. It's a choice that's it's, it's not motivated by fear. I It's not forced upon us. And that is something, the more I read scripture, the more I learn about the Bible, the more that point is emphasized to me. And the more that I'm struck by that and how, Part of why, and this is something I'm still learning more about, but, you know, part of why darkness and evil, so to speak, exists is because of free will, because how can we choose light if there isn't dark? How can we choose love if there isn't also hate? Like there's, and, and, and the tenderness that I could feel when I imagine the creator, God, allowing for all that darkness to exist and knowing that the the suffering that it brings to us, but also knowing that we need choice to be wholeheartedly in love and wholeheartedly loving. That if we don't have that choice, love can't exist. True love can't exist. And so part of what I I feel that I'm experiencing through my faith and through steeping myself in God's word in the Bible is a much truer and fuller understanding of love. And it's so interesting because I mean, here, you know, here we are, we're over a year into this podcast existing, which, you know, it's, it's, that's, the podcast has been like a, a secondary phase to this whole project I started back in 2020 of love signals and love letters. And it is so, (laughs) it feels kind of humorous and humbling to realize how, how much I didn't understand love in a way. And 
And I, I feel the contrast of understanding love so fully now. And I, and I look forward to continuing to learn about it and to understand it even more. But this, this love that I feel for Jesus and from Jesus is unlike anything I've ever known. And I feel how in loving him most of all, in making him the, the, the focal point of the love in my life, making him the most important in my life, the one I answer to, the one that I orient to, and doing that with full choice, full, <laughs> like, yes, I'm choosing this. <laughs> I'm not scared. I just, I just want to love Jesus and be deeply close to him. When I do that, I feel it's almost, it feels like every, everything else seems to fall into place more. It, and I feel how the, the order and the structure, the healthy structure that loving Jesus most of all provides to the rest of my life. I feel that I am able to much better love, truly love the people in my life, my partner, my family, my friends, my coworkers, the stranger I bump into at a grocery store, the love that I'm able to experience for others now feels so much truer and deeper. And I look forward to continuing to learn what that fully means. I'd like to read to you all from the book of John, which is a book I've been, I've been reading, uh, lately. I spend, you know, maybe a handful of minutes each day reading. And I will say it, (laughs) I study the Bible. The Bible is literature was a class that I had in high school. And I remember being like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to treat it kind of like a story. Cool. 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 You know, I went to a Waldorf school, which has some Christian influence for sure, but it's kind of its whole own thing. And, um, so, I, you know, I was kind of introduced. That was honestly, I think, one of my first introductions to the Bible, besides like being in hotels and opening the, the drawer at the nightstand and seeing that there was a Bible in there, which <laughs> I, I don't know, as a kid, I was like, whoa, this is like really here. <laughs> like, it just kind of surprised me. It seems so serious, the font on the front, holy Bible. Um, and now I'm like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> it's actually really cool that it's there. It's a lot of Bibles that have been purchased, uh, in, at least in America, at all those hotels. Anyway, um, so one of my first exposures to the Bible, to my knowledge at least, was in a class where we were really thinking of it more as just stories and, and um, treating it like a piece of literature, you know, the parables, the language. And I, I believe we were reading the King James Version, which has much more kind of old-timey language, so to speak. Um, and then, and it just, you know, it was like, okay, sure. I, it, I don't feel like it really lit, lit me up in any way. And then as time went on and I've been exposed to the Bible more like recently, uh, I, man, I really struggled. I really struggled with feeling God's love in the scripture I'd read things and I'd be like, what is this? What? why is this the way that it is? Why is it so confusing? I just would feel like frustrated. Like I just didn't get it. 
And either I was like, either I don't get it or I do and I don't like it. And I just remember this feeling of, ah, just like confusion and frustration. And it was so intense. And thankfully, I had various people in my life who were just saying, hey, like, it's okay. Sometimes scripture doesn't click for people. And just keep reading, keep praying, and pray to have your heart be opened, opened to God's message as it's coming through the words. And oh my goodness, I have to say something has changed. Something has changed in such a big, beautiful way. Scripture, it's come to life for me, especially in the past three or so weeks. And I wonder if something, I mean, I honestly, I don't wonder. (laughs) I feel pretty certain that something changed when I uh, declared Jesus as my Lord and Savior, when I fully, wholeheartedly opened my heart and myself to him, which I remember I did it here in our yard. (laughs) I was just doing my afternoon, walking, listening to things, writing. Maybe it was mid-workout. Honestly, I don't fully remember. And I just was praying and walking around and kind of talking to God. And then it just, I just felt it. I felt this deep yearning in me to just enter fully into his light, enter fully into his embrace. And I said the words, you know, Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. I open myself to you. I give my life to you. And and it sounds, the way it sounds here in this moment, and that I imagine it could sound to the people listening who don't know what this is like, who who haven't ex- had that experience for themselves, um, it falls short. It falls short of the full vividness of that choice and of opening to that embrace. And so here I am. Scripture has been coming to life for me, and it is so, it's, I just feel ridiculously grateful to have this book, this Bible. And as I've mentioned before, I have a really cool Bible. It's um, it's a women's study edition that my my boyfriend and his mom actually did a little research on to find for me because I always liked his uh, his Bible is like a men's study Bible. And it's so beautiful because it um, it's the new international version. So the language is a bit less old timey than the King James. And it has wonderful commentaries and context it also like before each book it says like who it was written by and what the context was and who it was addressed to and um and then there's beautiful little kind of commentaries from various women and it's it's just really lovely it's really really lovely and so i guess i wanted to say out loud for anybody listening who has read the bible or is reading the Bible, but maybe is feeling like, ah, what even is this? <laughs> or is feeling frustrated to pray, pray for, for understanding, pray for the words to come to life for you. I will pray for that for you in this moment. Dear Lord, please help whoever is reading the Bible and feeling frustrated. Please help them to feel the true messages that you're sending to us through your word in the Bible. Please help us to 
open our hearts and discover all the truth, all the beauty that you seek to reveal to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) So with that, I would love to read to you all from the book of John. So the book of John is really interesting. It's, It's going over some really important parts of Jesus and his life. And it's kind of, I'm at the point now where it kind of seems like it's leading up to when he was probably on trial and certain things and that ultimately led to the crucifixion. I haven't gotten to that part yet. And I don't, I mean, this is my first time through this book. So (laughs) I'm really, it's, it's, it's very engaging. I'm very intrigued by it all. Um, And this passage was actually, it was, it was alluded to, and ah, I've been listening to so many different things, but somebody was talking about how um, our, our role as Christians is to love God and love other people. And I thought that was so beautiful. And it really reminds me of love signals, this idea of the love all around us. And more and more I'm exploring how love signals really ties, like what, what feels true to my faith as a Christian. And something that feels true to my faith as a Christian is choosing to love God and choosing to love other people, there's this way that I feel that life is very saturated by love when that's our orientation. Because God is the Almighty. He created all of this and he's overseeing all of it. And here I am existing. I exist right now. I'm alive here on earth right now. And every day I can love other people. And so in that way, love is all around. And the way that this guy, I think I think his name is Barry McGuire. Yeah, that's right. Barry McGuire. He wrote the book, Ignite Your Life. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Ignite Your Life. Barry McGuire. His last name spelled not like a McGuire. It's anyway, Ignite Your Life. We'll probably bring it up. Ignite Your Life, Barry. Uh And he was saying in some short podcast that I was listening to by him, they will know you that you're my disciples by your love. And I was like, ooh, what is that from? I want to know what that's from. More and more when I hear people quote scripture or kind of say, oh, it's somewhere in the scripture, da, 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 da. Or they'll even say, you know, oh, that's in Mark, you know, uh, 13, 11. I have been so enjoying going to my Bible and looking it up and finding those words and reading them for myself. Not only is it valuable because I can see if they are red letters, which means that it's the word of, it's it's Jesus speaking. Uh, but I also just get to see the whole context. And I love books. So I just, I love holding it and reading it and all of that. So I had to do a little digging, but I found what he was talking about. And it's here. It was just, it was just like a page or two away from where I stopped reading John this morning in my kind of morning Bible time. And so before the podcast tonight, I I read through this part and it's so touching. It's um it's this scene. I think it's basically the last supper. I'm not fully certain, but it seems like it's kind of the the scene of the last supper. And Jesus has washed the feet of all of his uh disciples, which is is something that a uh, in the context of this time historically, it's something that servants would do. Uh, it's not really something that like you do for a friend. And he's 
he's really, it's, it's an example. He's teaching them how to treat one another. And so that's more in, um, I'd say that's more in John 13, like 13, five through 17. He's talking about, you know, I've washed your feet. You should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So that was uh, basically John 13, 14 through 17. But the scripture I actually want to read to you, so I just, that was more for context. The scripture that ties to this, they will know that you are my disciples by your love, is later. It's um, it's here. <laughs> it's John chapter 13, verse 34. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. <laughs> and this is so tender, too, because it, the context is that he's, he's basically telling them, I'm going to go soon, and where I go, you won't be able to follow. But when I leave, love one another, you know, and now, love one another. Let people know that you are my disciples by loving one another. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful to me. Um, yeah. And it, you know, it goes on. There's uh, obviously there's, there's so much more and there's so much context, but I wanted to let you all hear some scripture tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this. And I also wanted to Explore love, love from a biblical perspective. And love really requires choice. And so please know, no matter where you fall on the, <laughs> wherever you're at with your relationship with God, uh, please know that you have choice. Like the, when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to opening to the love of God and the love of Christ, you have full choice. You do not, the, the gift of salvation, right? Then that's what Jesus gave us by dying on the cross for our sins. The gift of salvation is free. You do not, you do not have to pay for it, right? He gives that to us all. Anyone who will exist on earth, he, he gives that to them. He, even gives it to people, I think, before his time. That's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> his his sacrifice uh, pays the debt of our sins if we accept the gift that he's given. So it's he's not forcing it on us. And and likewise, I believe that no true Christian would force it, would force their faith on you. And that is not my intention either. My intention is to share my robust, exuberant love for God and for this, this awakening that I've experienced by giving my heart to Christ. And so you have choice. You always have choice. Because God 
wants you to have choice. God wants you to have free will. So you can accept the gift or not. And you can take your time or you can go real fast. Like you just have full choice. And that to me is so, it's so beautiful. I think that I imagine in my next episode, I'll probably want to explore that theme more choice and even freedom because (laughs) I feel a lot of freedom and that might seem counterintuitive or counter, yeah, counter to what one might perceive of Christians or Christian faith or of choosing to live in a way that is um, based on the Bible and the words that we have received from God through the Bible. But I actually, there's a lot of freedom in it uh, because of free will, because of the choice. And because what is laid out, at least this is my understanding, what is laid out for us, any rules, any any commands um, that Jesus in the New Testament or God in the Old Testament give us, they're out of love. They're out of love and and out of a, a desire to to protect our hearts and our souls and to help us be close to God and all the good that he wills for us. That's another piece of um, scripture. I It's Romans chapter 8, verse 20. I'm going to pause here so that I can look it up for us. Okay, I found it now. Granted, I don't have as much familiarity with the book of Romans, uh, but I have heard very good things about it. <laughs> so this is um, the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And it goes on. So, and we know that in all things, God works for the the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Wow, that's so beautiful. I look forward to learning even more about this scripture. That's the thing. And this is even something I want to just share with you all. I'm still learning how, how, how to read the Bible. We all know we, you know, if you're here, I assume that you're literate, right? You know how to read (laughs) and we all, we all learned how to read, but how to read with faith, how to read with open heartedness, how to read with, um, what for me, and this feels very much, um, God, like a God given, like a, like Christ reaching through me and giving me so much energy to engage with his word and just like ah just i just want to get all the way in there it's so i feel very hungry for it all um so learning how how to read scripture how to understand the the depth and the full meaning of everything that's said i think that's partly why the bible can feel a bit intimidating because every everything is contextual number one so it's like oh my gosh you gotta it's hard to just pull little pieces out here and there because the context is so illuminating to the meaning. But beyond that, uh, <laughs> everything has 
has layers of meaning because it, it ties to other aspects of the book. There's an entire book, uh, the book of Isaiah, in the Old Testament that was written 700 years before Jesus walked the earth that foretells of Jesus and his life and his death and his resurrection. And that's part of how we know as Christians that that whole, that, that Jesus and, and the resurrection specifically uh, is, is true because it's not just that there's all these eyewitness accounts of it that are shown in the New Testament, but it's also that it was foretold in, in an ancient, ancient scroll that was written 700 years before any of that happened. So anyway, I, I look forward to continuing to learn. And uh, this, this is so beautiful. Romans chapter 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so part of the context I hear in that is, hmm. Oh, interesting. Sorry, I got distracted. I was reading the um, the kind of commentary on it that my Bible has. What I was saying is that it sounds like this is specifically for people who have opened to God and his presence in their life, right? Who have submitted to him. Um, but let's see what this says. So I'll read you the commentary. God works for good in all things. This verse does not affirm that all things are good or that all things work together for good for all people. Rather, the great promise is that God will overrule and work even through the tragedies caused by sin's presence in the world to accomplish his purposes in the lives of those who love him and who've responded to his call. Hmm. <laughs> I was just using that phrase the other day, responded to his call. Yeah, it's like I, I feel the call. I feel the call. I'm answering the call. How interesting. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Hmm. God will overrule and work even through the tragedies caused by sin's presence in the world to accomplish his purposes in the lives of those who love him and who have responded to his call. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> there's, there's, there's such beauty. I get these images of um, opening, opening one's heart, reaching out your hand, opening receiving, receiving the love that he wants to give us. And that's what I feel that I, I have done and I am doing and I get to do. And it brings me such joy, true, true joy. And that's what I want to do here with you is just share the joy. I, <laughs> I feel almost, uh, I laugh at myself when I realize how in my love of Christ, <laughs> I just, it's all I want to think about. It's all I want to talk about. I'm just totally, I'm just into it. <laughs> and I think that, um, I think it makes sense based on, this is a profound change in my life. And it makes sense that 
I want to focus on it. I want to integrate. I want to fully embrace this. And honestly, I'm available to feel this way until I die. (laughs) I really am. You know, the title of my last episode, The Greatest Love I've Ever Known, I, I really feel that. And it's so wonderful to be in a relationship where my partner and I are both we're both Christian. We both have opened our hearts fully to God because I think both of us understand that loving one another uh, comes secondary to our love with God, that, that, that God is first and everything else comes second, right? And it doesn't mean it actually... It's, one could hear that and think, oh, that means, you know, that my partner isn't as important to me as maybe he should be, you know, and I'm maybe not as important to him as maybe I should be. Maybe we don't love each other enough, you know, <laughs> but actually it's quite the opposite. Our love has only gotten stronger and deeper through loving God, through placing him at you know, kind of the top of the pyramid, so to speak. And um, I'm so grateful for that. It's it's so beautiful to be cheered on by one another too. And to witness with so much joy uh, how each of us is coming into closer relationship with God and through that coming into closer relationship with each other. And uh, anyway, it's awesome truly awesome. And I use that word in like the biblical sense of the wonder, the awe, the the grand glory that is God's creation. That here, here I am, here we all are living that out. So <laughs> I know I've talked about a lot of things. Man, these last few episodes have just been like, I just want to say a million things. Uh, I think because I feel my life overflowing with a million little miracles. And I just feel so grateful to be where I'm at now and to have Jesus Christ in my life. I feel so, so grateful. And I feel so, there's this word sound to be like sound of mind, sound of body. I feel sound. I feel whole. I feel grounded. And I feel held in a way that I really see how in, in my Love Signals journey and those letters of, of trying to connect with love, I was, I was seeking, this is the feeling I was seeking. I just, I just didn't, I didn't really realize <laughs> I didn't realize exactly what I was seeking. And I, I think I, the tricky thing about things where, where God is kept out of it. And granted, I was kind of in like more of a pantheistic view of God's in everything versus, you know, there's God and then there's his creation. And that's, that's the Christian lens, right? There's God and there's his creation. Um, and so to worship the creation isn't the same as worshiping the creator. Uh, and so I can, I can celebrate and I can savor the wonder of God's creation. 
and that and I still choose to give glory to God. I still choose to let the emphasis be be on him. And so I think in my letters I was able to experience like half truths, half truths of of love or of this sense of love being available and ready to reach out and and touch my heart and and be part of me and flow through me but it wasn't the full truth and so there's a way that it's like it's like eating something that that never digests or like smelling food but not getting to eat it it's it was incomplete it was an incomplete because it was a half truth and yes i experienced you know profound excitement and insights and beauty in that process and i i'm still as i reflect i'm still discerning what what all that was about and ultimately i don't need to know because here i am and i love where i am but i i wonder about that i and i i think maybe you know, what I'm landing on in this moment, at least, is I think there were half-truths in that. But, oh, the satisfaction of landing on the whole truth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's simultaneously euphoric and deeply, deeply soothing. It's that sense of ease that comes when you know that you are where you're meant to be. And that's what I feel. So I guess these episodes are really turning into the extended testimony of Michaela McDonald. <laughs> ah, which, you know, okay, that's just what it is right now. I, you know, we'll see how these continue to evolve. I, uh, I pray before every episode just to be, to be a, a window of his light and I'll continue to pray for that. And in the meantime, I hope that you all know that there is so much love here for you. No matter how you feel about Christianity or God or Jesus Christ, you are loved. You are loved. God loves you. Jesus loves you. I love you. <laughs> We're just all out here loving you. And uh, and other Christians love you. Like there is love. There is space for you to have your process, to have your experience, no matter where it leads you, you have choice, you have free will. I believe that that is God-given free will. And you are here because you're meant to be here. God designed you and chose for you to be here, to have this life and to choose whatever you choose, because he loves you. And <laughs> ah, and I think that's that. That's it for this week. Wow. Almost 40 minutes all over again. I hope you all enjoyed it. Ah, there's so much love here for you. If you want to reach out and share thoughts, ideas, etc., my email with this podcast is lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com. That's lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a review. You can share an episode with a friend. I would love to get this podcast out more and more and 
in the meantime, I'm deeply content and grateful with this moment right now, even if nobody listens to this and it was simply time for me to spend talking out loud in a room to myself about my love of God. (laughs) May you be well. I look forward to connecting again in the future and take care.